Hello and welcome back to another episode of TWT FM. We are joined on the TWT sofa today by Riley from the Trash Future podcast. Welcome, Riley. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? How are you enjoying TWT so far? Well, I'm so used to being like the main host of a podcast (laughs) that I wasn't able to stop myself saying, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) We brought you here to cook you. (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is our chance now. We can interrogate him. Yeah, yeah. What are the questions you've always wanted to ask? Do not respond to any of Riley's questions. (laughs) We we ask the questions around here. (laughs) So how you enjoyed the festival? What have you been up to? What's uh, what's the plan? What have I done so far? Uh, I arrived yesterday. I had one of Brighton's many vegan hot dogs and nice. then just had like nine beers. Woke <laughs> up, dragged myself out of bed and came here. Um, the the IKEA vegan hot dog is the only good thing about late stage capitalism. The fact <laughs> that you can get a like 50p uh, hot dog that sort of pops in your mouth. I love that. Yeah, like, but here's, a, dif- here's a different it. utopia from the like rest. Of, we all have our own utopias, right? Like, I mean, like this is the world the Lib Dems envisioned where... <laughs> Yeah, we we are going to fight climate change one consumer choice for a vegan hot dog at <laughs> IKEA at a time. Yeah, I, I I don't know whether it fights climate change. I'm pretty sure they're made of like wood chip or something <laughs> those things. But like, if you put enough mustard on it, then you know it's you can make anything right. taste good with yeah. enough mustard. If yeah, you put yeah. enough mustard on it, then you know we actually that feeds into a program to do cap and trade for carbon. And then we'll be able to get net zero carbon output by uh, 2000, year 2500. <laughs> you are an ambitious plan. <laughs> There's an answer for everything. Well, the Lib Dem conference actually was much more realistic than the Labour conference because like, they were talking about going carbonless in 500 years. They were talking about eliminating the welfare state altogether to put one more P on the plastic bag charge. These are reasonable th- policies that a responsible government could accomplish. Mm. If only, yeah, if only we were in a grown-up party instead yeah. of the children's party. <laughs> if only yeah. someone would give the Lib Dems a chance because they were only sort of in government for several years recently. They never got a chance to do all their brilliant policy ideas. Yeah, yeah. So maybe for some of our listeners who haven't heard uh, your output, Riley. <laughs> oh, right. They yeah, so totally so confused <laughs> by me. I was advocating for some made-up Lib Dem policies. <laughs> yeah. So Riley is a satirist. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Get that warning on the, yeah. on the screen. Can we, have, can yeah, we, we have, have a rolling banner? To do. <laughs> yeah, some big text that flashes up that just says satire. Yeah. With a little this is on. a parody. joke. <laughs> yes. Parody. Parody. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> one, two, one, two. So, um, so what are you doing at TWT 2019? Uh, I'm going to be, along with my fabulous co-hosts, uh, Hussein Kasfani, uh, Nate Bethay, and Milo Edwards, putting on a an episode, a live episode of the Trash Future podcast. We're recording it at the Friends Meeting House on Monday from 1 to 2.30. Friends nice. Meeting House, Monday, 1 to 2.30. <laughs> Trash Future podcast. Great plug. Um, He's learning. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yvonne et Niage. Uh, <laughs> And we are, unfortunately, Alice, uh, our fifth host, was not able to make it down from Glasgow. Oh, that's uh, a shame. Yeah, I know, due to, due to exams, which I assume were set by uh, the Scurrilous Real Politic podcast. From <laughs> yeah. um, those guys. Um, and uh, so we have Eleanor Penny sitting in for Alice. Oh, nice. So nice. it's uh, good. We had her on the sofa here yesterday, so we'll have that interview out as well. Oh, absolutely. So that should be really yeah, interesting. Yeah. And tell us what you're going to be talking about. Any, any plans? Okay, well, plans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've spent today sitting in a cafe looking at my computer, thinking to myself, why didn't I do this earlier? Um, <laughs> okay. No, so it basically, for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, we have, what we do is we just, we find some of the stupidest writing and stupidest products that our nonsense economic system has produced. Uh, and then we roast the shit out of them. 
Wait, can I swear on this? Yes, you, you can. We <laughs> roast the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so any sneak preak? Okay. A, a, a sneak, sneak preak. <laughs> I, I can give you a sneak preak. Uh, no sneak peeks, but sneak preaks <laughs> are sure. Excellent. Uh, the sneak okay. preak is about to be released by Nissan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, unfortunately, because because of Brexit, obviously, uh, Nissan is going to be uh, moving all of its facilities to Jeff Bezos' new production yeah, line so on no the moon. no preaks for us in the UK. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we're, we've got two segments. Um... The first one is I've found probably one of the most evil startups ever. Okay. Um, I won't give away too much, but the t- the company is called Fair, and its <laughs> name is deeply ironic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Excited. And I wait. Oh, that reminds me. Within like five minutes of being in Brighton, I went past a sportswear shop that's called Sweatshop. I was just like, come on, like, <laughs> that's like, just like... Well, they're raising awareness <laughs> of the concept just, of sweatshops more generally. It's just like, this is like irony, you know, gone to... This is like when, like the time when Londoners elected Boris Johnson, like, <laughs> mayor of London, like... As a gag. Yeah, as a gag, <laughs> as, like, joke, yeah. as jokes. Wouldn't it be hilarious if we, got, if we got this guy being our mayor? Uh, it'd yeah, be great. Yeah. He'd so get stuck on his... Uh, Personally, uh, my conspiracy theory is that actually, um, what who the person who's PM right now is a robotic facsimile of Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson's still on the zipline. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, you know, I think people can be a bit preachy about comedy and things like that, and the whole like punching down thing. You know, obviously, you don't want to make too many hard and fast rules, but like punching down on the like child workers of Bangladesh. Uh, seems a bit much, really, to me. What you don't realize is that many of those child workers are learning some excellent new skills in the sweatshops, and that's why companies like Sweatshop <laughs> in Brighton are, com- are Roll committed. the banner. Roll the banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quickly. Parody. Um, no, parody. It's, um, yeah, it, that's complete, it's completely... It's completely emblematic of like the just moral degeneracy of liberalism that you can be mm. like, haha, sweatshop, isn't it funny? You're actually using it for yoga, but it's made in a sweatshop. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Our, our, our UPI is nihilism. Yeah, well, it's like, do you know, like, I, I, can't, I don't know how true this is, but you know um, the company Soylent that makes um, food for tech idiots? Right, it's like a Huel. Yeah, well, it's, it's like Huel. It's a meal replacement. Yeah. It's called Soylent, apparently not after the thing in the movie where Soylent Green was just people that you ate. Yeah. Um, but it's called because it's made of soy and lentils, and it just didn't occur to them. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. They, yeah. they got there. There's, there's many ways to Don't say yeah. be on that advertising team. Like, all I'm saying is that capital capitalism is great because it rewards genius. Like okay. the people who accidentally call their food um, a cannibalism product, or the people who seem to glorify some of the world's most... Exo- like exploitative labor practices for their uh, cute yoga mm. store. Yeah, we should go we, love it. we should we should we go past the sweatshop and ask them how they're getting on. Love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so just to like switch gears slightly, so we had uh, the artist taxi driver on mm. the sofa yesterday and like I only knew that guy from, you know, his taxi driving clips, but it turns out he had a like really pretty hilarious, pretty out there, like whole twenty year history yeah, of like performance artist mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> So I was interested to like talk to you a little bit about, you know, creativity and like you know making um, a sort of comedy podcast out of the like horror that surrounds us. And you know, personally for you guys, like you know, what do you guys get out of doing that? Um. Okay. A few things. Number one, like you know, 
we're all historical materialists here. At least have a Patreon that's very good for like paying for it to keep happening an income supplement. Mm -hmm. But sort of psychologically, I, it's really um, cathartic mm -hmm. because like that 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 sort of side comment I made earlier about yeah, well the children are gaining valuable work experience. That's not really far from a lot of companies. T like whenever they sort of stop policing their PR, they'll accidentally say that they're providing work opportunities for children in developing countries, right? Like, mo and it's very, it can drive you kind of crazy just to look at this and with everyone around you insisting that it's normal, that it's fine, it's regular. It's just, this is what you need to do. These are the hard choices we need to make. And you know, at some point, just psychologically, you need to point at it and laugh. Mm. Yeah. I think. And that's the same, pretty much the same answer that the artist taxi driver gave us yesterday. It was cathartic. You need to, like, have somewhere, like, exercising how ridiculous mm. the, you know, the society that we live in is and some of the choices that we make every day. Mm. Um, so we thought, yeah, that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about how you're going to be doing that at this festival. You Are you going to see lots of the different events and stuff? Are you... Um, I was interested in the policy labs, actually. There's a last year at TWT, with a lot of really interesting panels. Like, I still remember the one about CyberSyn last year. It's like, we talk a lot about how technology is really fucking our society up. Well, not mm. technology, but people are using technology yeah. to just deeply fuck up our society, you know, like, um, all of these inventions in the gig economy are actually just ways to undermine worker rights. Everyone watching this knows that. All that shit. But it was really fun to hear how... You know, in the hands of a socialist government, like Allende's, yep. they were able to take what the cutting edge of technology at the time and actually try to transform their economy for the better. So I loved seeing that last year. So this year, what I'm interested in is the more hands-on stuff, like the policy mm -hmm. labs. Yep. So I'm going to be trying to go to, to as many of those as possible, and I'm going to try very, very hard not to derail them <laughs> with by tr uh, trying to take the attention away by being funny. <laughs> Instead, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go and I'm going to do something I've never done before, which is be sincere. Wow. <laughs> that, that sounds uh, jarring. <laughs> <laughs> a jarring change in tone enjoyed by all. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and the second part of the, of the show we're doing on Monday, just, just uh, before I forget, is I've gone back to an old standby of the show, which is the Tony Blair Institute for Global Change. Oh, those guys. They've published a paper called Renewing the Center. <laughs> um, and it's all about how you have to get tough on crime, realistic on immigration, and embrace market-friendly solutions <laughs> for, I don't know, uh, libraries. Oh, man. It's, gonna go it's, that. it's early in the morning, but, like, I can just feel myself, like, glazing over <laughs> hearing all those words. It's just, like... Riley's going to go through that bit by bit and destroy oh, yeah. each line. Absolutely. Well, no, actually, <laughs> what I'm really doing is... Uh, all of this nonsense socialism, right? They need some sen sensible centrist counter-programming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we are, we are, we are going to eviscerate it. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Great. Cool. That sounds very exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's... Uh, it's uh, who was it who came up with the phrase, like, non-linear drone warfare? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe Kennedy? Joe I Kennedy, think? Yeah. I think so, non yeah. Non-linear warfare. And I've always thought that, like... Um, you know, your podcast and everything is very funny and real politic and everything. And um, I think that sort of break with sincerity, but, you know, because uh, also there's so much comedy out there that's like, is sort of pseudo radical. And mm. it's like, you know, it's it's radical because it's saying the like bad thing that you're not mm. supposed to say kind of thing. But it's, it's Ian Hislop saying fuck on Have I Got News For You. Yeah, yeah that's it. Believed. Everyone going, 
Yeah, yeah. And it's Ian just it's Wilt. just re- re- repeating like quite familiar tropes. It's saying the the impression of things that everyone already has kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think like um, sort of leftist comedy and it's you know why do you think it, that podcasting has been such a like fruitful medium for this? Yeah, I mean I've um, this is something I spoke with uh, Joanna Ramiro about on Red Hacks, mm-hmm. and it's something that I still believe today, which is that especially in Britain, comedy is like the most ludicrously middle class shit. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's largely because institutionally, like the biggest feeders for the comedy industry in Britain are Oxford and Cambridge with the footlights in the Oxford Review, you know, um, of which, to be honest, again, you know, dialectics, several of our number of our podcasts were members of one or the other. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think, you know, we try dialectically to use some of those uh, skills against the thing that gave them to yeah, us, yeah. but I think a lot of these institutions, right? They feed, y- they they'll take someone like a like a hislop or whatever, mm-hmm. and they'll train you up, and then they'll throw you to the BBC, and then you're just making content for the BBC. Mm-hmm. And because it's so, and this Private Eye as well, same thing. Like they hated Mark Fisher and Private Eye. They called right. him a pseudo intellectual, where you know you actually read what he's written, and it's you know this mm. very sort of powerful, moving work. But because he's interested in big ideas and he's sincerely interested in big ideas and he's sincerely interested in big ideas that you know Oxbridge is very concerned with telling you are you know nonsense yep then most British comedy is just sneering yeah mm-hmm. it's just the panel on have I got news for you chuckling along with Boris Johnson and then sneering at someone like Jeremy Corbyn for being a you know sincerely concerned with you know, transforming the economy yeah. because Oh, he's a politician from a bygone era. Tractor quotas. They're all talking about tractor quotas now for some reason. Yeah. Okay. They're like, oh, the track. <laughs> they te- oh, the momentum conference is on. They'll be talking about tractor quotas. The conservatives made a se- made up a Ooh, second that, joke. That's quite a zinger. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, they've yeah. really they've really they uh, seen a little down. chink in our armor yeah. there. Our obsession well, with tractors. Like, well, it's how the, did they know? Yeah, like, we love tractors. <laughs> We're so concerned specifically with them, um, right? But so I I think that the in that sense, British comedy is so concerned with hitting people back down who aspire above their station Mm -hmm. and what is the workers movement but a bunch of people aspiring above their station so it's this is less true of other countries but because britain is so industrially centered around all of these middle class establishments with these middle class ideas with middle class material interests british comedy just it's eight out of ten cats and it sucks it sucks. Okay, so the, my question would be: yeah. a lot of people out there will Wait, be podcasting familiar. Podcasting is, de- is democratized. Exactly. So that's why. Yeah. So, okay. so a lot of people yeah. out there will be familiar with your podcast. Mm. Um, the question I want to ask is: what do you listen to? Where do you get your comedy? <sighs> Where do you see. get all your crazy ideas from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just like like which podcast do you like? Like what do you like? What do you spend your time um, listening to? If you listen to podcasts, yeah. yourself? I, well, I do. I mean, I mostly just listen to like um, German techno. Uh, mainly, yeah. As you will know, if you listen to the podcast, I'm constant. <laughs> I, I talk about it a lot. Mm. Listen to techno; it's really good. <laughs> Don't listen to Eminem. We said nobody listens to techno. He's wrong. <laughs> nobody listens to Eminem's middle period. <laughs> the old stuff, the new stuff is good. Yeah. Anyway, I'm distracted. So, what do I listen to podcast-wise? Um, for me, it's about like picking the right. The okay, there are a couple of standbys, um, like Chapo Trap House OG. Yeah. The, the original. Yeah. Um, I also enjoy many like for for more but I try not to listen to them too much mm-hmm. because if you listen to someone who does something similar to what you're doing a lot yeah, yeah. then chances are you'll start to imitate them yeah, and yeah. one thing that we're very concerned with 
is well like we receive we we sort of share a podcast grammar with them um and they were certainly again the germ the germ podcast of like this genre we're very careful to try not to be imitators mm-hmm. um but they're just a very good show um what other podcast do i listen to uh Got you on the spot I here. still listen. I still I listen to the Accelerator Music podcast. Oh yeah, okay. XLR. Uh, yo, yeah, number yeah. Eight R. There's some really. Um, the, I listened to back episodes of that and the Exploited. Uh, again, mostly back episodes of that Exploited Music podcast. Okay. So that's more like. Um, they're just. I mean, they're basically mixes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. These like are these are essentially just mixes. Uh, yeah. But for and then for content itself, mm. I do one of two things. Okay. I'll either listen to individual episodes of like. Um, Novara, for example, where the guest or topic interests me, mm-hmm. or, and these are for a variety then of, of British podcasts that will be like yeah. that, and, um, or I will listen to the worst bullshit available <laughs> on the podcast. What are we talking medium. like? Spectator, Coffee House? Worse. No. Uh, Not Romaniacs. <laughs> worse. <laughs> there's uh, another level? There's <laughs> another <laughs> yeah. level. I remember one of the last ones I listened to for this was... Um, Oh, God, what was it? It was especially... Oh, yeah. It was when Steven Pinker went on Jordan Peterson's uh, podcast. Wow. wow. And they had the combo. following conversation. I feel like to be responsible, yes. Riley is a trained professional. Do not listen to <laughs> Steven Pinker <laughs> going on Jordan Peterson's podcast. Yeah, we need another podcast. banner. We need like, another banner for that yeah, as well. Sorry, not, you, you do not a, try this at <laughs> home. <laughs> you, need a prof- you need a computer with a really high-end NVIDIA graphics card to handle <laughs> the intelligence. <laughs> Um, and one of the, my favorite exchanges, I've talked about this on Trash Future before, but one of my favorite exchanges to ever occur in any, any medium ever, ha- even better than the, the Lil Xan video, <laughs> the, the best exchange was this, um, where one or the other, doesn't matter which one, says, uh, well, a lot of environmental activists are, uh, are against nuclear power which is, uh, because they think we should use solar power, the other one. Well, of course, that's incredibly irrational. Obviously, solar power is, is, is as dangerous as nuclear power. <laughs> Do you know what their reasoning was? Go on. I can't Sol- even imagine. Solar panel installers could fall off roofs. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. God damn. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're up against. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're up against people whose brains are so powerful. The anti-ladder. They're really thinking gang. on a different spectrum, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. They what? are... They have a, they've developed n- a new kind of thinking, the sequel to thinking, thinking too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's the perfect argument because it's like you try and argue back against it, but you're just so confused about where to. You think, what, what do you mean by? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where do you start? Are <laughs> nuclear <laughs> power plants naturally occurring? Are they built without yeah. ladders? Yeah, yeah. Are they all one story? It's like Donald Trump. Windmills cause cancer. I'm like, hmm. I don't really know how to start arguing back against this. Well, if I can even steer this back into <laughs> sincerity, the straits of sincerity. Um, one of the problems with like the the more sincere, more liberal way of engaging with the media is they have to look at, you know, some bullshit like Steven Pinker saying that solar panels cause a lot of deaths by a traumatic injury <laughs> yeah. due to roof falling. 
and they have to say they have to say patiently say well actually no the nuclear power plant construction is average of this and solar panel deaths average of this and at that point you know you know jordan peterson's already swer- like swerved around you and invented a new kind of race science yeah right and like there's no point in arguing with it in good faith you just have to make the largest largest fart sound with your hands that you can <laughs> because that's essentially what they're doing they're just doing it in a very respectable way they're just showing that they don't care about you and that they have complete contempt for you Cracking. you have to show the same thing back well let's finish on complete contempt for Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get that plug in one more yes. time? So Friends Meeting House. One to two thirty. Monday. Be there. Excellent. Perfect. And, and that that's every Monday, right? <laughs> every Monday from here until the heat death of the universe. Or you cursed by a witch. Or yeah. you die from a solar panel falling from a high roof somewhere. <laughs> so it's like the movie Crank, except instead of needing uh, to keep my adrenaline up and and then if I don't get in a, like shocked every 15 minutes, I die. So if I don't do a <laughs> podcast every Monday out from 1 to 2.30 at the Friends Meeting House in Brighton, <laughs> then of course my heart will explode. That's a hell of a premise. Um, Fantastic. Amazing. Well, you have been listening to The World Transformed, TWT-FM. Um, like, share, and subscribe. Nice. Good a classic ending to <laughs> yes. a bit of, of, of digital media. I'm Why proud not? of you guys. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Riley. Bye, everyone.